Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to slash watching One Cross Radio, and today we are rejoined by... Nobody! It's just me. Uh, I guess you could say we're rejoined by myself and I, but I don't know how funny that joke is. So, if it's not funny, please pretend it didn't happen. Um, so today we are going to talk about, uh, reimagining, uh, characters, or when you remake movies, when you reboot movies, um, not when you rebate, but when you reboot, when you remake, um, or when you do a new interpretation. Uh, but before we get into the topic proper, I just want to give a couple specific shout-outs. Uh, Redeemed Otaku, as uh, as frequently, um, they are great. Hit them up at redeemedotaku.lisbon.com. Uh, wonderful podcast, uh, wonderful people. Um, they've been shouting me out, and I, I appreciate it greatly. Uh, love what they do. Um, specific focus on anime, but through a Christian lens, uh, there's always good stuff in there. Even if anime is not your bag, uh, it's interesting and they make it sound a lot more interesting. Um, I'm very particular when it comes to anime. Um, the only anime I'd say that I ever really watch is if I'm revisiting some Pokemon movies, um, or the Pokemon Origins anime. Or on the rare time where I'm like, hey, I liked Dragon Ball Z as a kid, and apparently it's awesome. I just remember it taking like 18 episodes for Goku to charge up his Kamehameha move or something. Um, or if it was Vegeta, you get what I mean. So at some point I want to revisit that, but it's not my favorite medium, but they may, they, they spell it out and they make it sound really, really good. Um, and the reviews are always on point. Um, and their topics are always interesting, so definitely check them out. Another person I particularly wanted to shout out was a, a dear friend of mine, Melissa Miller. Um, she is someone who uh, I've known for a number of years, her and her, her wonderful husband, Jason. Um, they're really, really God-honoring and good people. Um, but Melissa, a couple months ago... Um, she had a, a huge Instagram account with a large following. And then, uh, for a number of reasons, she decided, you know what, I'm not done. Like, she hasn't left Instagram, but she's really stepped back on the whole being an influencer thing. Um, where it's, like, all about you and, like, look how perfect your life is and all that jazz. Um... You should you should look her up. She has a blog. If you if you Google search Melissa Miller blog, and I'll um, I'll try to attach the link in the description once I've gotten the AOK -okay from her. Um, she is very raw and open and honest about uh, struggles as a a mother, uh, struggles as a daughter of Christ, struggles with parenting, with pregnancy, um, even as a man who can never get pregnant. Uh, there's, there is something there and inspiring there. So if you can check, check her out and also of course, redeemed otaku. And as always, uh, faith, uh, always want to shout out faith and fandom, cardboard koinonia, love thy nerd. Um, if you ever hit up our website, there is a laundry list of places to check out and I recommend each and every one of them. All right, so on to the topic proper. This is inspired, uh, what kind of made me want to talk about this was I was having a conversation with my brother Dave, um, who was on the podcast a couple, or more than a couple months ago, but I'm not the best with time, uh, where we talked about Star Trek. And 
him and I were talking about Captain Marvel, and I really didn't like how the scrolls were used in in Captain Marvel uh, because it it goes against how the scrolls have pretty much always been in the comics. Um, now I'm not saying it was a a bad reimagining because um, there was enough there where I'm like, no, this is this is still the scrolls, but. I, I disliked how they were set up as the big bad, how they were, and then they wanted to switch it, but then when they switched it, it stopped being about them being them being bad, and it's like, well, no, they're just harmless refugees, and it was going for a, a comment on timely political issues, um, and to me, that's just not a, a good use of the scrolls. I would have much rather a more comic accurate, like, no, they are bad. They are trying to invade. They're trying to take over. Because to me, it's much more emotionally rich if you do that, and then the first bunch of appearances of the scrolls, they are being the comic book scrolls, and then later you introduce these, uh, the harmless refugee ones. Because then you, or me as a viewer, I'm going along with the, the superheroes, uh, and I'm like, no, my viewpoint's with them. Like, I, sh I shouldn't trust you, because every single time I've encountered you, you have been evil and tried to take over my planet, and you've been lying and espionaging and blah, 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 blah. Like, to me, it's more rich if you go that route, and then they discover, either through some horrible happenstance to the innocent scrolls or something where they're... There's a lesson to be learned there about prejudging and all that, or you get what I mean. Um, whereas now, if they keep on going with the scrolls and they get to the secret invasion stuff and they get to the scrolls being what the scrolls are, I'm it, there's no payoff for me there, just because I I know that's coming, because that's that's what they do. Um, Dave Dave disagreed and he he argued his point well even though I I, I disagree, um, but anyways it got us onto the larger topic of reimagining characters and how you do that well. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to give a couple examples. Um, I don't know how long this episode will be. It might be on the shorter end. We'll we'll see. But to me, if you're reimagining a character. I'm not saying it has to be a slave to the original continuity. It has to be the exact same thing. Um, because you can breathe new life into it. An example would be if, when Marvel first started doing their uh, their ultimate comics. Um, like Spider-Man. Peter Parker was still different, but there was enough things that were still the same. That as they changed him and as they changed the ultimate characters... Like, you still had enough stuff where you as a reader were picking up the book, and it's like, no, this is, I can buy this as Peter Parker. It wasn't suddenly Peter was a street rot, streetwise, non-science-y, uh, grasshopper-powered person named Spider-Man. Or it wasn't suddenly something completely against the pre-established character where there was no semblance of, of who the original character was. DC and their Elseworlds, it's always interesting when they do Elseworlds. A great example is uh, Superman Red Sun, where instead of landing in Kansas, Superman landed in Soviet Russia, and then you had, like, he was adopted by the state. 
instead of a like a local family that raised him with like American or North American values, whatever you want to say. Um, but he was still a hero, even though his motivations were advancing Russia. It wasn't at like I'm going to kill people to do this. Um, it was he was still very much Superman, and you could see that. But there was enough differences where it's like this is interesting. But there were still enough characteristics that were similar where you're like, yep, nope, this, th- it makes sense that I'm reading a character named Superman. There was a really cool different version of Batman in there um, where it was a very different take on the character, but there was still enough, like, enough few things where you're like, yep, no, that's, although this Batman kills, it's, there's enough differences, but still the few similarities where you're like, okay, no, I can, I can get how this interpretation of batman is considered a batman um i think there's a fine line to it to reimagining a character um like trekkies will either agree or disagree um and some don't at me i'm not trying to start a fight but for example in the the kelvin timeline treks um they did take liberty and they introduced new versions of these these characters but i still think there was enough there where you're like, yes, no, I get why this character is named Kirk. I get why this character is named Spock, even though this Spock is much more emotional than TOS Spock ever was. Um, there's enough stuff there where you're like, okay, I get that why Scotty Scotty. Scotty is still Scottish. It's not like he's an Irish person who has nothing to do with it, but it's like, no, nah, this Montgomery Scott, he's not even an engineer. Uh, he's like... Uh, food person before the replicators are invented i'm searching scratch my head for a job but you get what i mean um i think when you're reimagining a character or reimagining a a property you have to do do it well uh you have to do it where it's not like you have to do everything the exact same but if you're slapping if you're putting a title of something on you are selling a product and what any viewer reader listener whatever like it has to be there's there's an expectation right like if i'm going to see a movie called doctor who which i'm gonna turn my webcam at now like it's got to have something to do with a at the very least there's got to be the blue police box going through space there's got to be a character named the Doctor that's a Time Lord. Um, you can update the character as it goes, as the show does. Uh, but there needs to be some stuff. If it's no time or space travel, then what the heck am I watching? Like, it's happened a lot with comic book movies. Thankfully, not as much as it used to. Um, where it would just be like, okay, well, here's a, here's a known IP. So let's just slap that on something. Uh, the excellent Netflix series, um, The Toys That Made Us, actually looks at that with the example of Star Trek. Because the original Star Trek toys were terrible. And they had nothing to do with Trek. It would be like they took a bike helmet that they released for something completely else, slapped a new coat of paint on it, and then put the Star Trek label on it. And you're like, here you go. It had nothing to do with the show. It was just to make a quick buck. Um, yeah, I, you really need to, to do some 
uh, to do something. Uh, an example, I think, of a good reimagining, film-wise, would be actually two come to mind. And that I'll, I'll go a bad one first, and then I'll go a good one. A bad one is the 1998 Godzilla, where, outside of loose mentionings of the atomic radiation and the roar, that ig giant iguana Jay Leno chin having chicken-legged guy... Um, sorry, I'm lifting quotes borderline verbatim from the honest trailer for it. It's hilarious. Um, but that thing, which has now been named Zilla by Toho, had no connect, like nothing, nothing that would make me think as I'm watching it, it's like, oh, this is Godzilla. Like, no atomic breath. Nothing. Nothing. Like, uh, that is very much a cash grab kind of thing, where... Uh, two other examples involving Godzilla come to mind. The 2014 one uh, by Gareth Edwards um, to me was a great reimagining where Godzilla looked quite sim different but still quite similar. The roar was quite similar. The It had atomic breath. It had the same general design. Yeah, there were enough differences, but also enough similarities, that di like even different motivations and things that made Godzilla in that movie tick. But there were still enough similarities that me, as a, a decent-sized Godzilla fan, um, not in terms of my physical stature, you get what I mean, <laughs> uh, but there was enough things there that I, as a fan, could connect with, being like, okay, yes, that is, that is Godzilla. It's a different take, but it's still enough to make me think, that's Godzilla. I'm now not upset that I spent money on something that was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, heck, the uh, another example with Godzilla is the last Toho live-action film, like Shin Godzilla. That had a... like That's the first God, uh, Toho Godzilla movie that completely reboots, has no connection whatsoever to the... 1954 original where Godzilla is given a like a new origin it has like different forms and it doesn't even really begin to resemble the the Godzilla that we've known for for 50 plus years until like almost an hour in and then even then it's it's similar but drastically different but there's still enough there in the DNA where like yeah, no, this this makes sense being called Godzilla. It's not King Kong labeled Godzilla or a giant iguana labeled Godzilla. Um, yeah, uh, a, another example of reimagining done well is in the Clone Wars when they brought back Darth Maul. Darth Maul was definitely reimagined because, and he needed to be. Like in in terms of look, he was the same. In terms of power set, he was the same. But the character needed to change and needed to evolve. So it was I'd say it was a reimagining of him because you couldn't have him be the silent like the silent awesome assassin. Like his character needed to express emotion, needed to express like say words and needed to grow. Like he you, you couldn't do that with a character, the, the wonderful ver original version of the character from The Phantom Menace. You could not have him be 
what he is in the Clone Wars without those changes. But that's a good, like, that's a good reimagining. Other examples of good reimagining happen throughout Trek. Whenever you visit the mirror, uh, the mirror universe, like, you see all these drastic different takes, but there's still enough there where you're like, I want to know how this version of Cisco became this version of Cisco, or this version of, of Spock became different than just like the the friggin beard <laughs> um the friggin goatee like you have to have some similarities before you go in the into the differences a movie that didn't at least for me didn't quite hit it was the the most recent live action power rangers movie there was some good stuff and there were there were some they were good reimagining of those characters and you could go into how the the original power rangers the original Mighty Morphin series didn't really develop the characters, which, fair, it was a 90s kids show. But there were, at like, at times there was stuff where I'm like, I'm not sure, I'd, I'd almost rather, instead of you calling it J- them Jason or Trini or whoever, that you'd come up with a new name, like almost start fresh. And that's that's kind of the thing. To me, if you're not going to do uh, a good retake or a re reimagining then just create something new don't just slap on this name that's going to have like going to have an appeal when it's nothing to do with it when it's got no no basis of that it's an issue i had with the x-men the last stand and especially X-Men Origins Wolverine. Deadpool's a great example of this. The first five minutes in X-Men Origins Wolverine, where Ryan Reynolds is playing Wade Wilson, that's very much comic-accurate Wade Wilson. But when he shows up as Baraka from Mortal Kombat at the end of the movie, and they call him Deadpool, but he's not the merc with the mouth, he doesn't have the suit, he's, he can't speak, he's, shoot, he's got Cyclops' laser beams, and he's got friggin' katanas coming out of his arms. That's not Deadpool. That's nothing even close. Reimagining, a good reimagining of Deadpool, you could be like, is Deadpool Max or Ultimate Deadpool? Or anything like that, where different, but still, you, get, you can see how they got there. Um, yeah. I just... I, I don't want characters that I know or properties that I know just to be slapped out for a quick buck or y- you still got to have some semblance. I mean, you can you can develop things where the characters drastically change as much as I don't like The Last Jedi. And I watched that for the first time in ages the other day and I only hated it more. Um, I can't accuse them for doing like poor reimaginings or anything. Like friggin' as much as I might not have liked what they done with they did with Luke, they explained they showed this this drastically different character, and they kind of explained well enough like how he got to this old curmudgeony grump from the idealistic symbol of hope that he was in Return of the Jedi and the rest of the original trilogy. Um like with the Picard show, it'll be very interesting if they show a very different Jean Luc Picard. But then they can, through story elements, backtrack and get through how he how he became that character. Heck, in a terrific uh, Next Generation episode, The Tapestry, they showed how he was a very different Jean-Luc Picard in his younger age 
but then they have Picard talk about how those experiences changed him into the well-spoken diplomat that he was when the show came on and we got to know over the years. If, say, they keep making Star Trek movies, I'd love the TNG stuff revisited because I love those characters. But if suddenly Jean-Luc Picard in a reimagining is just cussing all the time, like more more fighty than Kirk, because Kirk at least had some street smarts with the character. He was tactical. It made sense. I mean, he was always action first, but blah, blah, blah. Like, if Jean-Luc Picard is just like, no diplomacy, straight to punching and all that, that and nothing else that makes that character that character, then don't do it. Don't call that character Jean-Luc Picard. Create a new name. Create a new character who I might have an interest in. Because <laughs> you can you can roll with that. You can totally roll with that. You can unroll. So you can develop that character. You can create new mythology around that character. And I'm very interested in that. But if it's just a slap-on name where it's got nothing to do with what came before, the whole time I'm going to be sitting there annoyed. Like, that's... That's not even close to who you're talking about. Like, who who came up with this? Yeah, yeah. I I, th I think I'm going to stop there, so... Just because it's... I'm going to run myself in circles. But today was a shorter episode. Um, but I don't want to repeat myself over and over and over. And I feel that, that that can happen. But this might be a topic I might revisit later. Uh, just because it is something I, I, I have strong feelings about. And there are, it's fun to look at times where they've done it well, and they haven't. So, that's where I'm actually going to invite you. At some point, I'm going to have, I will want to have this conversation again, but with a, with a guest. So we can look at times they did it well, times they didn't, where we feel uh, it can be done even better. Um, but, this is where you come in, dear listener and viewer. What are some of your favorite reimaginings when do you think they did it well when do you think they didn't who do you think they've hit like who do you think they've done very well where it where it hit the mark where you're like okay he's different but it's still like i get it i get it um i can see how he's still aragorn or even though i haven't watched uh stargate in years i might now because it's on prime uh, Jack O'Neill, even though I've never seen the Stargate movie, it, Jack O'Neill in the show is very different than Jack O'Neill in the movie, but they explained it and it made sense. Um, at least I've been told. So, where do you think they've done that smooth transition where there was a departure, but it still made sense, or a reimagining that was done well? And when do you think they haven't? What are some in any medium, be it comics, books, films and films are what I'm more films and comics are what I'm more used to but you get what I mean or games to film or games to whatever uh, let me know and uh, let's let's get a dialogue going because I, I enjoy talking about this stuff especially with people um, and then again please make sure to uh, like I've mentioned earlier head up faith and fandom cardboard cornea uh, a great ministry uh, love thy nerd and uh, of course Redeemed Otaku and uh, look up Melissa Miller and and keep all these people in your prayers because they are they are all wonderful God honoring um, people and they're not just that they're also really good people um, so keep them in your prayers especially as they they are in to varying degrees the public eye um, and yeah just pray for them 
and that God is honored through what they do. And, and keep that in your prayers for me as well. Um, that's something I always want. So with all that being said, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed and, um, God bless my friends. Take care. Peace.